Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. We have today a truly sweetheart of a guest, to say the least. Coming all the way from Spain through Skype, we have David Baldion. David has worked on so much books that you know and love. He's worked on Spirits of Vengeance with the Ghost Rider, Hellstrom, Blade, all sorts of characters on there, Satana. And we talk about that, working on that, bringing and our we really want Blade and Ghost Rider, Johnny, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider, to team up and have their own book. We really do. And the fans out there, like I said, make fan art of it. We appreciate it. And also we talk about Domino, because he's worked on the Domino book, to say the least here. X-Men's Domino, one character I love with a passion. Such a cool character. I love her to death. And we talk about maybe being an artist in Spain, starting out there, working in these new times, all sorts of stuff like that. And going. we also go behind the scenes of digital... Uh, Making comics with art, well, doing artwork on comics, English, do I speak it, doing artwork on comics digitally versus, you know, doing it on paper and such like that. So we go really behind the scenes today of a lot of stuff and building characters and working on them and such. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode because a lot of behind the scenes knowledge on books you love. Also, guys, today I do want to say is please stay safe out there. I mean, it's now 6, 17, 20. So who knows what is going to happen today? I mean, we recorded this episode early in the morning because of, at least for me, it was afternoon for him, around 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, and 3 o'clock for him. So I don't know what's going to happen today, but please, everyone, please stay safe. You know, wash your hands, stay safe from corona, that corona, and, you know, stay safe from protesting and whatnot. Please stay safe during that. I hope everyone finds their peace. Black Lives Matter, definitely 100%. Anti-racist here. Never a fan, you know. Squash it all. Let's do it together. So, of course, everyone, if you want to stay tuned for more of the podcast, you guys can follow us. Well, subscribe. It's e- really easy to do that, and it's free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or comicchronicle.podbean.com. Subscribe on there, guys, for new episodes every Monday with guests from all over comics, whether indie, Marvel, DC, who knows. And, of course, if you guys want to follow on social media, you can follow me at Dakota Morgan 3 on Twitter or Dakota underscore morgan 97 on instagram thanks everyone for tuning into this episode as always i can never thank you guys enough i really cannot you guys make the show and hopefully you guys get some inspirational stuff from this motivational or you get behind the scenes knowledge or just some good content i really hope you guys enjoy so without further ado here let's get started and let's dive right in to my talk with david the coffee with me are we good yes Okay, David, I like to do this with everybody that comes on the show because I'm somewhat of a formal guy. David, welcome to the show, good man. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Dude, of course. I mean, you are one of those artists that you recognize. And you're one of those artists, especially at Marvel right now, that I look upon and I'm like, oh, I got to get him on the show because I just love <laughs> the work you do. And, wanna, and I heard you're a nice guy. And we have a mutual friend. We have. Yeah. I'll be honest with you guys. You guys get me up early in the morning. I really, <laughs> you really do. Yeah, I mean, listeners, I'll break the fourth wall. Fuck it. It's 6.05 a.m. right now on my side, and it's, what, 3.05 on your side? 3.05, yeah. Jesus. That's way, actually... way more convenient for me. <laughs> You're like, man, it's been a good day. Meanwhile, I'm just like, I'm just drinking coffee to live. <laughs> oh, man. I'll be honest, though. I've gotten up, David, I've gotten up at, like, Four or three o'clock in the morning to do talks to some people on the show. Oh, oh that yeah, hurt. that hurts oh. so much. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
That was definitely, I'm going to have coffee pre-made and ready to go. So I can just wake up a little <laughs> bit beforehand, just brew that baby. Just as you know, uh, karma is a bit, of, a bit of a bitch. And uh, I've only had like four and a half hours sleep today. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Almost, almost by choice. We stayed late last night watching some stuff, and I had to get up early today for my exercise and so on. So at the very least, we're you know in sync with the sleep deprivation. So I think we can make it. Yeah. Oh yeah. How are you guys holding up over there? You're in Spain, if I remember correctly, right? That's right, in Barcelona. In Barcelona. That's correct. Okay, making sure I was right on that one, but. How are you guys holding up over there? Is everything okay? You know, is everything COVID or Corona right now? Is everything kind of more calm and relaxed and loosened? It's it's more calm. Uh, we're on the, I think it's going to be next, on the 21st, I think. It's going to be, the, 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 the state of alarm is going to be lifted. Mm -hmm. So we'll get back to kind of normal. With, you know, with the restrictions we all know of about social distancing and, and masks and everything, things are getting back on track slowly. Uh, we've been going out. We have a, a two-year-old kid, and mm. we've been going out for, I don't know, a month or so, at the, you know, a lot of times and so on. Uh, streets right now look normal, apart from the fact that People are trying to stay just away from each other enough not to be in, not to get into trouble and you know the, yeah. the omni omnipresence of the masks and so on. But things seem to be going back to normal. We, we're going to start uh, you know seeing friends we haven't seen for three months. I think next week or something. And yeah, it's been I've been it's, it's been dark. It's been hard uh, yeah. in Spain in general. But mostly, both in, in Barcelona, where I'm living, and in Madrid. And it's been, it's been hard for quite a few weeks. But it seems that at the very least, this, this, this wave, we've managed to get under control. And uh, restrictions have been, have been going away for, I don't know, yeah, a month or so now. Mm -hmm. there, there hasn't been any big particular comeback of the of the of the virus quite the contrary so eh, i am gone. jealous i'm 100 percent jealous david you have no idea <laughs> right now oh my god it's it sounds that's good though that's really good i'm not gonna lie i'm over there i'm jealous but i'm also happy for you because you guys it seems everyone but america is smart <laughs> and Really, really, oh, really is. No, I mean, no, not at all. From no, I, mean, I don't uh, know. It's there's, it's, it's been really dark over here, and and yeah. what happened to us, you know, the political climate here is what it is, and so on. But it, it is true that like most of everyone, uh, until it didn't really hit, mm -hmm. we didn't really take this seriously like this was something that happens to others in other places and it yeah. was just not just not going to happen because oh, yeah. that never happened yes. and yes. that that it totally caught us uh, with, the, with the guard down yeah. but uh, that said when I say us I mean both the government and the, and the you know general population and so on uh, 
uh, I mean, until one week before we, we we closed down the whole thing, I was pretty confident that it was basically a, a bit of, of a problematic flu. Yeah. So yeah, we didn't really accept the fact until until it was way too late, and we had to to take drastic measures. But once we did, as a you know, as a as a as one people, so to say, yeah. uh, I think we took it seriously. We we've been trying to to get the whole thing under control, and it seems that for the moment it's been it's we've managed to do it. So we'll see, but we'll see. What you're telling me, David, is I have to move to Barcelona. <laughs> that's, that's what you're telling me right now, because you guys are smart as hell. You should wait and uh, until I. You should wait. I, I, either you should wait until until autumn, mm. which is when when the heat goes down and it's a really nice place to live. Mm. I love Barcelona. I'm, I'm not from Barcelona. I, I I I chose to come to live to Barcelona, and I love the place. But mm. summers are 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 killers. The, the dampness. It's terrible. And, I'm coming from and, the desert, though, David. I'm literally coming from the desert. I think I'd be okay. <laughs> that is that is true. Now you <laughs> might find it charming then. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, this is so nice. Meanwhile, you're just sitting there like, how are you alive? <laughs> it's so hot. Like, I grew up in no, I grew up. I grew up actually in the middle of the United States in Illinois, where there's twisters, there's snow. Also, I grew up there for 16 years, born and raised. Moved out here for, and I've been out here for a couple of years in the West Desert, and it's still one of those. I don't think I'm ever going to be used to it. I mean, it's so hot the cactus survive. And you're like, oh, it's not that hot. My cactus live here. Cactus don't live anywhere <laughs> except where it's hot. All right, the movies have taught me this. Oh, oh that sounds. I'm from. I'm from. Uh, I'm from from the north of Spain, which mm -hmm. is uh, from the north of Spain. From northern Spain, which is I don't know, I don't know, like say Oregon or Scotland, mm -hmm. weather-wise. So I'm a rain guy. Oh um, yes, rain, rain, gray skies guy. So living here in the Mediterranean with the blue skies and the beautiful and so so that's just is I I just love the city too much in spite of the weather. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, so you like, oh, I like it here. Like, I like being close to California and being able to operate out of there and work in there because I work in movies too. So that's been <laughs> kind of very helpful as a state of life. I, if I didn't live that close, I would be in trouble. But um, <laughs> because like, when I'm not working in comics, I'm doing either podcasts or day job or fucking film. Let me tell you, I'm still, even in the world that we're living in, the sci-fi world, I'm still superbly busy. I truly am. Um, Yeah, I'm curious though, good man. Like, how did you start as an artist? Because I'm, I always like hearing people's origin stories from different countries in the United States. Usually it's like, oh, we watched the movie or something like that. Because it's always more fascinating. It's about friends of mine who work in VFX in London, mm -hmm. who actually, I think one of them, if I remember correctly, yeah, I think Charlotte, no, there was a couple, um, one of my friends actually came from Spain. And she worked oh, right. in there. Yeah, and it was actually, I didn't think about it, there's actually been a couple people who work in special effects. Like, VFX and stuff like that in film and started their own companies actually came from Spain, I think, that moved to uh, London. So how did oh. you get – yeah. So it's a, it was a more common – I think it's actually three people I've talked to in the past on the Film World podcast. But how did you get started as an artist, good man? As a professional artist? You mean? Well, just in general. Like what was that thing where you oh, saw I... – like, yeah, like how did you start – like you know you're like, okay, I want to draw. Like how was what was I that thing always, 
I always tell the same story, which is, uh, it's not that I started as an artist, or uh, it's not that I started drawing, it's that I didn't stop drawing. Oh. There's a point, there's a point at, I don't know, four years old, five years old, in which you're told in school or whatever, that the drawing thing is just not an adult thing to do. Uh, and I, I didn't listen to that. <laughs> And I kept drawing because it was fun, because I liked it, because I have absolutely no, you know, school formation, art school formation uh, uh, for what I do. But but I just I just drew. I just enjoyed drawing. Whenever people or my 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 friends went out to the street to play football, soccer, uh, um, I stayed at home drawing or or right next to the, the the playing field drawing or whatever, and I just didn't stop. And there was a point in well, and I read comics, of course. And there was a point I don't know, I must have been fourteen years old or something, in which I already knew there was people drawing and writing comics, but it I just dawned on me that it was possible to. Make turn that into a job. So mm -hmm. I just, you know, uh, pointed myself in, in that direction and tried to think of the best possible way, which was not an easy way at that point here in Spain, to maybe, hopefully, eventually get close to being an, a, a professional artist or with any luck, a comic book artist. Mm -hmm. I like it. I really en I enjoy it. So it's one of those things you're like, this is who I am sort of thing. And this I want to go yeah, for it. And it's it's me. It's in my blood. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not even, I mean, don't, want to, don't want to sound like I'm, I'm a, you know, got an illumination or something. It's just that that's what I, that's what I did. That's mm -hmm. what I, I drew because I drew and that's, that's the whole thing. And maybe you can live out of this. And yes, really? Really? Okay. Surprise. Let's yeah. See. Let's see how can, this can be done specifically. And, uh, you know, I got lucky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's getting lucky is almost the entirely thing about it. Let me tell you, especially like myself working in for comics. Like, I got lucky getting the company I work for now, SGGS Comics. I got lucky working in film, uh, like getting working as an actor. Uh, effects artists, you know, costumes and also writer. So it's one of those things you kind of get lucky on, but you think it's, you just have to like try if you, when you find that thing and people often forget this or they often give up, they're like, Oh, it can't happen. When you find that thing that you really, really are good at or that you, you know, or that you have a real big passion for, yeah. go and do it. You got to keep, unless you're murdering people, don't do that. But if it's yeah, for the arts, go, yeah, that would be bad. Uh, but if it's for the arts, oh, I have to make that clear. Otherwise, I don't want to have to get called into the police station. <laughs> uh, sir, your podcast told people to go after their passion. His passion was murdering people. You're going to jail. Disclaimer. No. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. Disclaimer. Don't, if it's murdering people, don't do it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if it's not, if it's not murdering people, then go for it. Go ahead and do it. And I think it's what a lot of people tend to forget these days is, oh, I'm really good at this thing. <sighs> I don't think I can do it. I can, get, I can really do it as a job. You know, like no, you can. In the, in this day and age, anything can be a job. You you know, people will go on YouTube and do movie reviews, and that's a job, and they make a living. They yeah, pay their absolutely. bills. 
So it's possible. And I think art's one of those things, too. You're not really taught that you can do it as a job. You're like, oh, you're going to be an artist? Good luck. And then you make it work. And you're like, hey, I work at Marvel Comics now. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> you just you have to, like, I think fans out there just have to keep trying, you know? Oh, definitely. If they, I mean, if they have a passion, if they, they just, they don't have another option. Uh, yeah. It's necessary to try. Because and I don't know how how the quote is exactly in English, but I was, luck is the intersection between uh, opportunity and preparation, okay, and that's smart. and it really is. Training is gonna come by a few times in your life, and you can be ready and catch it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta give it a shot at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, with you, good sir. I mean, you've been doing art for a little bit of time. I mean, you're not. You yeah, know, I was gonna say you're not that old. I mean, how old are you though? I'm 44. You're only 44. Yeah. Okay, you still have a long way yeah. to go, sir. You can do so much more. <laughs> Don't oh, let anyone put so, you down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's glad to hear you said hopefully. Some people I know they're like, oh, I'm old now. I'm like, no, you're not. Like 30s and 40s, they're basically considered your 20s. They're oh, not. Just, yeah. Every now, every now and then, I remember what year we're living in, and I remember that I'm 44, <laughs> which is way older than my dad was when I noticed that he was older than me. Oh. And you know, oh, 30 what? You're 30. How many years old? What that? What? You're not like eternal, always in the same state of adultness. Yeah. And so on. No, yeah, no, no. Suddenly, I'm 44. But uh, I don't, at least, the very least, not inside. I mean, the, the you know, the, the, the vehicle I'm riding in is a little, mm-hmm. a little, a little, ah, uh, these days. But, uh, but yeah, I don't feel particularly old. The job helps. Oh, to yeah. To be honest. Uh, but no, I think, I think I still have things to do and things, mostly things to learn. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, we're always learning in that sense. Like, you yeah. never stop learning and such like that, no matter how old you get. I mean, you can stop learning, but it's usually if you become like Scrooge or something like that. Like, I don't want to learn anything. No, I know everything. Like, no, 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 you don't. Um, yeah. Like, well, have you been working th- that much during everything going on, especially being in Spain at the moment here? Have you been uh, doing anything professionally or has it just been working on your own sort of thing? Oh no! Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I was, I, I was lucky. We've been lucky with our book. We haven't stopped working, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's been business as usual because you know reality fights its way in, but yeah. but almost there. I've been receiving scripts and working with the team and and drawing drawing my. 20 pages a month and so on so almost normal it's almost it's almost it's like well it looks like it you're like in the studio or wherever you work on your desk or well do you hand draw or do you do it digitally like on a computer no i'm fully digital i've been for three years now i think three years how do you feel about that because i've known some people who do digital and some people do hand-drawn and they just scan it in and whatnot on a computer. Like, do you find, I think 
digital might be a little bit easier? I'm not an artist. I'm a writer, so I have no idea. Mm. But is digital a lot easier for you, or? Uh, it's maybe easier is not the best word. It, it has more possibilities. Mm. It allows you to do a lot more in the same amount of time. Uh, the 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 classic uh, hand drawing allows you to do. Um, it's it's different. Yeah. It's different. It took some time to adapt. It, as I said, it allows you to do a lot of things to get control of a lot of things. And in my case, it was the only way to be able to do my own inks and and make it on time. So it was at the beginning. It was a, a necessity when I finally got my own inks. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, it's just the way I get things done and and the way I save a lot of money in paper. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh, I didn't think about that. You're absolutely right. That's true. Money, <laughs> money and space. Money and oh. space. Oh yeah, that's true. That's really true. Oh yeah. That. Oh, that were. I mean, paper's got to be expensive for you guys. It really does. I think my artist Paul does his digitally, if I remember correctly. And so I, I've never really had the artist that works on paper that I've worked with, but I've obviously talked to people who have, and I'd never thought about that. Yeah, paper's got to cost so much money it- to do. It does cost. Um, it's not that expensive, but what it is 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 heavy. I uh-huh. mean, when you have to do 20, 20 pages of these things oh, every month, and they and they mount up into your studio, oh. and you have. Hey, folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you. Go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics, it's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address. 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, and downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them drawntocomics.com or find them on social media and the number is 623-847-9090. You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. Pounds and pounds and pounds of paper. Of thick, heavy paper. You don't have the space to put in. I've been dealing with them this morning. and I haven't haven't worked on paper for, like I said, like three years or so. Mm. I have mountain of paper to oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. find, find room for it somewhere and then the, the drawers and the thing it's it i mean i i love the the the, the classic way of working i i miss it very much i'm doing commissions uh, this week and so i'm getting reacquainted with the with the paper and the pencil but man oh man does it weigh <laughs> yeah I, it's wow. so heavy I just picture like someone's coming in trying to light up a cigarette to smoke a little bit, and you're just smacking it out of their hands. There's paper all around you, idiot. We're gonna die. No! This is terrible. This is The slow motion David just going in as they're trying to light it, just knocking it out of their hand. 
that would be I would pay money because they're in a paper room and they don't even think about it. They're like, oh, it's fine. I mean, we're like my whole career. <laughs> These can oh. be sold. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can pay for my child's food. <laughs> and mine. You can't be me too. Oh, Mostly man. mine. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I like to eat more. <laughs> the kid doesn't realize what eating is yet. I like to eat. <laughs> he doesn't have good taste. Was it a he or a she uh, for your child? It's a she. It's a is she. It she, is she a daughter? Like, it's one of, she does not know good taste yet. She's only two. She doesn't know real food. Boom. <laughs> oh, she has a taste. Oh, she does? She's, oh, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. She's, and she's, you know, uh, temperamental about it. She mm. knows what she likes. She's mm-hmm. early in her life, so I have hopes, high hopes for her. Oh yeah, they usually. I've heard that if they have, if they're temperamental like that and they're really picky about stuff at the age two or younger, they usually means they're going to be smart cookies because they're figuring stuff out at an early age. So you got yourself a smart I, cookie on your hand. I'm, 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 I'm hoping so. For the moment, she's, she's crazy fun. She's so crazy. She has I'll, a good I'll, sense of humor. <laughs> I'll call you in ten years, David, and see what you say. <laughs> Oh, I'll be, I'll be in an amount of paint for sure. Yeah. In 10 years. Wow. It's going to be a whole different David. I'm enjoying the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you have to enjoy the moment, man. We're. I like to tell people, because, I mean, we both work in comics and we've both read our fair share, is, you know, we live in a comic book movie right now. So you really, we literally, it's a, with everything going, especially in the United States right now, if you look at pictures. It's definitely a comic book movie we are living in right now. So you have to take those moments of, I'm going to enjoy the happiness of a two-year-old child. Cause, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because if I don't, I'm going to look outside, return on the news, and I'm going to be sad. <laughs> it's like for a whole day. Oh, man. Well, I'm right. curious, good sir, because you've actually had a lot of fanfare in the community because you have worked on a book for a character. That I love this character with a passion. I love her with a passion. I really do. For years now and years, jealous you get to work on her. You got to work on Domino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you know Domino beforehand? Or was she one of those X-Wing characters where you're like, oh, I like this character? No, I, I knew her. I, I, Re- have, I have never drawn her. I actually, I, 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 like one year before I, I was offered the book, I drew, I, it was the one time I drew her. Uh, on a commission, and but yeah, of course I knew her. Yeah, really? Did you read X Men growing up or watch the shows or anything like that? I was I was not an X Men uh, kid. I was more of a Avengers uh, Spider Man kid. Oh. So strangely enough, because a good deal of my career, particularly this year, uh, is X Men related. Um, but but no, it was more on the on the on the on that other side of the of the Marvel universe, but now that I've fallen in the X world, I'm really happy here. And I knew of her. I I read some of the miniseries, and 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 I've read I read her. I think I might have read not her debut, but close to her debut. Mm, okay. Really close to her debut back in back in back in the day when with the with the Spanish edition of of those books of the of the of X Force was it X Force already? 
I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, I'm one of those. I'm so bad with the numbers. I know the storylines. Oh, uh, I know the characters. But when it comes to numbers, man, like my math class, I'm terrible. I I, I wouldn't be able to, to point to a cover number for my life. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, things here got published as they as they were published like and and i live in a small small town like i said up in up in northern spain and whatever came to the to the shop it was to the store it was okay to read yeah. i didn't really follow the the, the, the issue number or the whatever just it was there they had superheroes on the cover and whatever i just took it out ready you just can't you can't that. you got to take what you can get on that one because yeah. that's like we yeah, have a they, comic book oh it's extensive oh, oh, what is it? i don't know you know Staples, give it, give it to me. Yeah. And but I think I think that I I read one of those X Forces back in the mm. back in the day. I knew I like I say I knew of her, uh, but no, when it landed in my lap, <laughs> when I was lucky enough to to get the book, uh, that was my first deep contact with the Jackson. I gotta be honest here with you, David. And this is not me blowing you or anything like that. This is me telling the honest truth. You're my favorite artist that's ever worked on her. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I when people mention either as a show I was listening to it, it was an X Men podcast I was listening to, and they mentioned you before once or twice, maybe twice actually in that one. And they mentioned that you like work on Domino, and I'm like, Domino's got a series. Let me check this out because some things do fly under my radar. Is there some things I do miss? I can't read them all. Sadly to say, a lot, of, I, lot of, a lot of books, a lot of books every month. Oh yeah, no. oh yeah, and especially for Marvel. Marvel likes to give you a lot yeah. of books, um, and so I was looking at it like, let me check this out, and I did, and I loved it. I loved the storyline with it. I loved the artwork. I loved your work. I was like, yes, this is one of those like I got to get David on the show because I have to tell him that he's my favorite Domino artist. And oh, thank you very much. I thought, you, of course, good man. Of course, like. And I don't know what it is about the character, but to me, there was something about her. And she was in a cartoon I watched called Wolverine and the X Men Grown Up. Because I'm a, I'm I'm yeah. only 23. I'm like I got some I got some years on you. Oh, I and... hate you so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to make it How dare you? All right, I'm I'm sorry. You should have told my parents to find each other Young sooner. In my presence. <laughs> How dare crazy. you? I have a two-year-old <laughs> child, but you're too young too. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I watched her. I watched her on that show, and she was amazing. This character, and that's how I got introduced to her. And then I read her in the books, and then I read her own book. And so, it was one of those scenes where I'm like, wow, she's cooler than a lot of the female X-Men, in my opinion, because I don't know what it is. She's like on her own, did this whole thing like that. So, how was it bringing Domino to life, especially if you knew the character too? You're like, oh. <gasps> I know this character, and they give you that call. You're like, wait, what? Like, how did you start that? How do you start that? You start from the character. You start from the script. You start from the version that, in this case, Gail uh, was designing mm. and and was preparing, and that I tuned in right ahead because she played on. I mean, she's always been cool, Domino yeah. Nina. As a this is always been, you know, tough cocky and, 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 you know, dangerous and so mm -hmm. on. Uh, when I started rereading her stuff and, and reading uh, all the previous material from Gail on the, on the, on the book and, you know, the pigs and so on, 
I, the same phrase came coming back to my head. She's a knife. She's a knife. She's a knife. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, sharp and dangerous and and little problematic to handle. So to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And you start from there. You know, you try to know her. You try to connect with her, and gave the strip and made it really easy because she was playing on basically on what makes this girl be so dangerous mm. what makes her be so tough which usually means she's being protective of, of, of something and I just had to tune in, into that and try to tell it as good as I could as well as I could on, on, on the pages and and basically, that was it. Uh, I can. I don't know. I don't know that I can define it any other way. Just trying to find a connection with her and try to empathize with her in some uh-huh. way, and just run with that. I like it. I like it. Um, that's that's a good way to go about it. That is definitely a good way to go about it. Because I'm usually really curious how people take on such iconic uh, characters or like a big character and such like that. Like. Uh, one of my books I work on is called Operation Kaiju Shield, and it's putting giant monsters in the Vietnam War. And so that's one of the things my artists, I told them we were talking about when I was working with them. It's like, I'm like, dude, I don't know how. Like, can you take on these giant monsters and such? It's like, ah, I can take them on. And it's like, this is one of those things like, I work with them on. Like, I don't know how he does it still. Like, we get these big epic scenes in there. You got warfare going on, like, all this sort of thing. And it's one of them subjects like, I just am always curious on how artists do that. You guys, I always say it, David, is you guys are truly magicians. I don't know how the hell you do it. <laughs> it it has to look like that from the outside. Oh, if they know how That's easy it is, point. we're in trouble. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks like it on the outside. You say from from the outside. Ah. It, has, it has to. It has to feel natural. It has to feel easy. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, we're telling, we're telling, whatever you're doing, you're just telling stories about people. Mm-hmm. Never mind the package they come in. Uh, I was talking the other day to a friend talking about talking about science fiction and so on, and and we got to this point and we, we said, I mean, if you believe science fiction is about spaceships, you're really really wrong. It's about people. If you think superheroes is it's about uh, are about superpowers, they're not. It's about people. It's always about people. It's always about you know the uh, the the joy or the pain they carry with them and and what makes them what what that makes makes them do. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they can fly or lift a car, or whatever, it's just the shiny package to tell a thrilling story with that. But at the heart of at the heart of the whole thing, there's 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 characters, and if there's characters, then you have to use empathy to to connect with them, and that's that's the whole thing, and that's true for for the writing, if you ask me, and that's true for for the drawing, which is basically telling other people with another language the same thing that they've been told from the script. I could not agree any more to that. Oh my god. You have put it, David. You are should be a writer, man. Oh my <laughs> god. 
Oh, that was so beautiful because it's so true. Oh, thank you. Oh, my heart, David, my heart. I need you to. <laughs> I need you to write a poem for my girlfriend. I you need you to write something because obviously I'm doing a fucking terrible job. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm terrible at poetry. I'm I'm just awful, awful. Really? I'm awful. I'm often in Spanish and poetry, so I, I just I just dare not to think what I would do in English. Listen, you can write it in Spanish, and she won't know what you're saying, and I'll try to translate it <laughs> something, and it'll be good. We'll work together on this, David. Don't worry. It'll be a whole thing. Oh, the instruction of, of, the, of the washing machine or something, and it just sounds sexy because it's Spanish. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with Americans. We can think, oh, my God, it sounds so sexy. It's Spanish. Meanwhile, they're saying, fuck you. It's like it could immediately be that, or it could be some weird, like insult, or you could literally be insulting somebody, but it sounds really good to them, and they think it's a compliment. Oh, God. hey, we, we think we think we think the same about French. About French, really? Uh-oh, don't oh, don't start yeah. a few. Oh, no, oh, it, it, <laughs> oh, no. it, it all sounds so sexy in French, yeah, and in Italian, Italian, well, at, at the very least, Italian we can understand like more or less because they're so similar, and they can mostly get the whole thing. But no, we everyone in every country has the same problem. <laughs> not Americans, not Americans. I mean, we got the surfer man. The, hey, boy, how you doing? Country accent. <laughs> and then we got like Midwestern and Boston uh, or Florida. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know, man. We're tough on that one. Um, yeah, like, well, you've also did something I have to touch upon here because my producer asked me. Yeah, he he was wondering about this. Was one one of the people who were helping on the show? They said, "It's like, oh, okay." And they love this sort of stuff. Here is you worked on a Marvel series called Spirits of Vengeance. Oh yeah, yeah. What was because I loved that book. I'm a big fan of dark magic oh, stuff. Thank you. Uh, I'm a I'm a big fan myself of of, really? of dark magic and fan, dark fantasy and, and and the whole thing. I mean, I grew up on Sam Raimi films, so Ooh, you know, that's good. And those Sam Raimi films. Um. Uh, that was a, that was that was a great book. That was my second digital book, actually. Oh. And I was lucky enough to 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 because I my 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 most of my learning curve on digital was on on Monsters Unleashed, which was which was a really fun book, and it was great to to be on it. But but then I got after this thing without being offered it. Um. Um. I was, I think, I was doing issue four of Master Master Unleashed, mm -hmm. and and my, my spiritual vengeance uh, editor contacted me and told me that he had this project that he could not tell me what it was, Ooh. but he would like me to do it, but because it, I was not the you know the obvious option style wise. Uh, for a project like that, maybe he would need to have me do some sketches of the main characters just to see my take on the whole thing, uh, uh, again, style-wise and so on, and design-wise, but he just couldn't tell me before I told him that I'd be okay with, you know, with jumping from my book, with, from Monsters on this, would I do if I took on the job, and and doing, you know, samples which i haven't done in i don't know 10 years because if you get out for a book you get out for a book because you're good and that's it 
but I was so intrigued. And what? Oh no! Yeah, he told me. Um, I I asked him about just the, I don't know. Can you give me the the tiniest clue about what this is about? Yeah. And he told me this is about F and M and Cenobites. Oh. I need that book. Yeah, that's like that's, the mon- that's, that's one of those things like yeah and and yeah. you know it's one of these things that just fall into your hands because it's completely true it's, I'm not the obvious choice to I mean I was the guy that had been doing Tsum Tsum like one year before and mm-hmm. and I got offered this dark magic crazy fun um, biker horror angelic thing with a lot of with Cenobites, Cenobites, and yeah. and I got up for this, and 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 I had to take it. I had to take the chance to do it, and I did my samples. I I showed them my 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 Ghost Rider, which I was crazy about tr- getting my hands on Ghost Rider because I had this idea for Ghost Rider for years, and I was absolutely sure I wouldn't be able to do ever. I was a hundred percent sure. I'm ne- I'm never gonna get a book, a, a ghostwriter book for sure, because I'm not the kind of artist that gets a ghostwriter book. And there you go. And yeah. I think I'm rumbling a little, just directly. If you if you feel like no, I- no, 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 you're not. I love hearing this sort of stuff, and the fans do too. I love I love hearing it. And you know, ghostwriter is one that you're like. Am I ever gonna do it? Like, if you do a Ghost Rider, you're thinking it's gonna be Robbie Reyes, like the guy from California, with yeah. the car. You're not gonna get the original Ghost. You like, wait, if, what? If, if ever, and and that book really opened opened the the character a lot to to, to different styles and different graphic things to do it. But I oh, never yeah. thought I I would get even even less in the case of Johnny Blaze. But there you go, there you are, Johnny Blade, I mean, the Ghost Rider, and, and Blade, and 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 Damon Hellstrom, and it was amazing. I, I I had so much fun with that book. I had a lot of fun with the, with the, with the writer with with Victor. We we connected really well, and and I was able to do. They let me loose. I mean, I did everything I wanted to do, everything I wanted to try, every stupid little. Freak I had learned to do uh, with the, with with the, with the digital links and so on and, and mm. uh, toying around with narrative devices, dividing the book into different uh, narrative styles depending on, on which character was going to you know be the main character in that particular scene. And I just went crazy and I just had so much fun and I learned so much in that book. Oh, man, it's. It was a good one, and it was such a fun one to read and to see and to see the artwork on. Like, yeah, especially if you are a, a magic fan of the sort, of, like you're a fan of like the Mystic Arts sort of stuff, like and those storylines, and especially in Marvel, that's the dream team. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. It's like the dream team to get because it's the daughters of it's the son and daughter of Satan for one, and then you have Blade, and then Ghost Rider. You don't get any more mystical, and you had Satan in there. You don't get any more dark and magical than that. It was like, you know, so like, cool. You were so cool. I had so much fun with Satana because she was just she was just too good to, for these guys. Yeah. She was 
She was oh, there. Yeah. She would see the side. She was there. She would kill three guys in the middle of the in the middle of, of that subterranean place we went to with a flick of her of her yep. finger. That, that was so so crazy cool. And oh my god! Yes, it's amazing. It was so oh. great. The, the one of the things I liked best was the friendship between between Blade and and Johnny Blaze. I kept drawing them when they were not the focus of the scene. They were just be, they were in the background chatting because just they just got along. They just got along in my head. They just <laughs> I don't know. That that was so great. Such a great book. Well, yeah, I, 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 I think I remember which one you. T- I remember which scene you're talking about, David. Was uh, they were they were eating something. They're like, oh yeah, you're right. That is the best. I think it was like a food or a drink or something like that around. And he's like, right. I told you, like they're just that's the buddies you want. Like these are the te- that's, yeah. I want a Blade and Ghost Rider book, and I want you on it, man. Where are you, Marvel? <laughs> oh, the people who work at Marvel that listen to this show, oh, they should get you on it, David. Come on, you just got to pull those strings. Be like, hey, we did Spirits <laughs> of Vengeance. Now let's do uh, fight faint or uh, what would it be? What would be a good title? Uh, Fangs and Fire, or Fire and Fang. For instance, I don't know, Starskin has kind of book, but with this guy. Yeah! Oh my god, that's <laughs> brilliant. You are a fucking writer, David, I swear to god. You're better than me. <laughs> oh my god, it was br- No! <laughs> now you're giving away the ideas! I do, I, do, I do know that, that at, the very, at the very least, that's what I do. I... Sometimes you just go with your own head kind of move you're working on a book and you just mm-hmm. plan stories just just to have something to draw, basically. Because sometimes you need something Fair to draw for the for, for whatever. And I I I have to admit that 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 specifically for for the blade uh, blaze blade blaze relationship, I didn't go deep into the canon and see if they had met a lot of times before. It, whether they, they they were good pals or they hated each other, whatever. I just went along with with my own little story of we have never really met, we have never really talked before, you and I. Well, we just connect as buddies. Just you know, this is fun. This is a nice guy. I can get along with this guy. Let's talk, man. Yeah. Have a beer. Yeah. And I don't you know. Fight I, monsters. I, I, I fight monsters. Yeah. I mean, how much people do you know that you can, you know, share these experiences with? Kind of a little, a not very intense romance, but it was there. And I, I was having fun with it. I love it. I love it. Good man. Oh. And so you you've done that and you've done a little bit of what you love and such like that too. But I always like asking people this sort of thing. And it, I usually I'm a futurist. I'm a guy who looks to the future a lot of times, looks for his goals and stuff like that. And I like asking people theirs as well, no matter even on the show or off the show. And what are some of your things, man, that you're looking at doing in the future here? Like you've obviously done a lot. Like you've done Magic, you've done X Men, you've done Gwenpool, you've done a lot of shit, uh, and more than we're listening. So. What is the goals, David? Like, is there a series you really want to do? Or, I mean, obviously, then the Bane, and, or not Bane, the Blade and Ghost Rider crossover. Other than that series you really want to do, what um, <laughs> what other series do you think you'd maybe want to do or for the future? Uh, his, um, I, like almost everybody in the, in the, in the business, I want to do my, my own book, either with a, my, my creator own book, my creator own books. 
either with a partner or, or, or by myself because I want to try my hand at, at, at uh, writing. I actually have written a couple of a couple of, of books, uh, an, an album, European album thing with you know romance and historic stuff that I have have drawn for I don't know twelve years that never really got off the ground. And I would really like to do that career-wise, and and I hope I'd be able to to do it eventually. But as far as you know, licensed projects are uh, are implied. Uh, I was talking about this yesterday with with in, in another interview and so on. I'd rather go with the mystery box than the than the wish list. The most fun okay. I've had in my, the most fun I've had in my career, always it's always been the case has been the surprises, always, always. Do you want to do a a Victorian zombie book, which is an adaptation of Christmas Carol, by Dickens? I don't know, hmm. but I think I think I do want to do that. I I think I do want to try that because I don't know what I'm gonna do. But why are you offering this to me? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I do not understand. Ooh. I would not have offered this to me. But that's the fun part. Yeah, like who said uh, who said no to this? That you said you went to me. <laughs> like who was the first oh, that, offer, and then I'm the second guy. Like what happened to that first one? Oh, that that book's in, is another whole story. There was going to be another another artist on that book, and there was they. I was going to do just the flashbacks in, in that book, but then the 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 the. the you know the the bosses at Marvel were not really sure about the direction of that book, otherwise, and and my editor told me that it was going to be cancelled, and and I told him that I thought that I could bring to the whole book what I think the bosses wanted to have in the book. So mm -hmm. I basically redesigned the whole book of the book in two hours and sent it over. And and Jesus. eventually got got the book going on with the original schedule and everything. So, but there was really no reason before that to to offer me that. There was no reason for 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 me to be offered Spirits of Vengeance. There was no reason for me to be offered uh, uh, Domino, because before that I was labeled sort of as a teenage character. Uh, artist, you know, with Nova mm -hmm. and back in the day with with Robin and so on. So this is the guy who draws teenagers because he is cartoony and so on. But then I got mm -hmm. this uh, high octane spy book with a with a trio of strong feminine characters and so on. It was completely different from what I had been offered before. And mm -hmm. yes, I do have my wish list. I, I I really really want to get to draw a Spider-Man book eventually. I would love to draw a Superman book eventually. But the thing is, surprises have been always uh, have always been uh, they always paid off. So I'd rather I love it. I'd rather be surprised. Yeah, that's the best way to go about it. I mean, I'm sitting here with thinking, oh my god, he's right. You're you're absolutely right. Because yeah, surprises—you just never know what's going to come down. Like you have that certain yeah. thing. 
surprises are could be so out there. You just never. I've had a couple of those, and I've, I'm I'm a yes man. I always say yes, and I have to a project, sure. and it's, it, it sometimes it bites me in the ass. But I, when I say yes, a like there was one I was offered to do a book for a producer, like a, a film thing, and it may or may not be with zombies. And I just I never thought I'd write a zombie book, and all of a sudden they're like, "You want to write a?" Zombie? I cannot say any more other than that. But then they're like, "You want to write a zombie book?" I'm like, wait, what? Yes, yes, that, of course. Like, if, yeah. If if at if at first mention it makes you tilt your head, then do it. Yeah. Oh, sir, you are definitely a fucking writer, David. And two, I agree <laughs> full heartedly on that. Oh my god. That's right. That's right. Yeah. If you, oh, I'm stealing what, that, David, what, and I'm going to oh, say that. Steal away. Steal away. Uh, do you want to do whatever? What? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. That's the thing. I have pictured myself doing Spider-Man because everyone has a picture of themselves doing Spider-Man. And you think you know what you do. I mean, if you don't know who would do it, doing the work with and so on. And that's important, the, the, you know, the chemistry, the alchemy with the writer and so on. Mm. But uh, um, do you want to do... That's an, another funny thing. I, I got offered uh, Webbull Strikes Back right after Domino. And I was not... Mm-hmm. I was not sure why. Um, I didn't mm. particularly know the character. I... The whole meta thing, I love the meta thing when the thing, when the meta thing comes, you know, naturally, organically to the to 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 the artist and the writer because it's part of the of their way of speaking art and so on. And that's not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 on another another wavelength, or so I so I thought at the very least. And that was the thing. I don't know what they're offering this to me. But I think I'm going to take it precisely because of that, because I don't know what I'm going to do with this part of the whole of the book, with this, with this whole trickery she has and so on. And I have to connect that with what I've done before. And, and, and again, I had a lot of fun because it was a surprise because I had no picture in my head what I was going to do with that particular book before. I had I had not pre-guessed myself with with stuff. So yeah, yeah. Again, surprises are always better. David, you have given so much advice to artists on this show. I'm not going to lie to you. You have told so many good notions to keep and so many good lessons and teachings and whatnot right now in this show. Or in this episode, I should say. Uh, you've given a lot, good man. I thank you for that because it keeps us humble, especially that thing of, like, just go for the surprises. That keeps us humble in a world where we're not really humble that much anymore. Yeah, that's That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I, no, it's easy. You know, you're you're doing this. You're, you're alone in, in the studio with your own stuff, and sometimes you forget mm-hmm. that there's a whole yeah. world. Oh, yeah. yeah. That really doesn't care much about what you're doing, so you might as well be challenged by it, both the world mm-hmm. and, and and the thing that you're doing. Don't make it a, a comfy little small kingdom for yourself make it make it oh i love it make it, make it tickle <laughs> make it tickle your mm, brain. i like it 
I like it. I like it so much, man. Um, now, we are coming near the end of the show here. I don't want to take too much of your time because I know you got the little one, and it's probably getting close to dinner time for you over there. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's not mm-hmm. even seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> Breakfast time. Well, you, yes, it actually it is, and I got some waffles waiting for me. Uh, I actually really do. And good man, where can people find you at on social media? Because I know people like that sort of thing. They like to follow who they love and such. Where can they find you uh, on social media? I'm mostly in, in Twitter at David underscore Valdeon. I think I think underscore is the right word in English. And I'm yes, also yes. in Insta- Instagram. It's uh, David Valdeon Comics. Mm. I like it. All righty. And folks at home, please go follow David. And if you don't already, and fuck, if you haven't read those books we were talking about, go read them because Jesus, we ooh, if we didn't ooh. tell you to go read them enough, we didn't spoil anything. Oh, no, there's that. No, no spoils we were, here. So we were, we were cryptic enough, I think. I think, yeah. We mostly were saying how great it was and how much we want uh, Blade and Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's how much we were saying, like, come on. <laughs> Oh, I want that. Now, fans out there, make some fan art in honor of David right now and make some <laughs> fan art of Blade and Ghost Rider because we all need more fan art because, oh, these times are yeah, yeah, dark. No, that's, so that's, we need more art. That's a couple that we need. That's that's a team that we need, definitely. Oh, my God. No, no other team. I know Blade is on the Avengers right now. I think he is still. I don't remember currently. I'm still trying to catch up on my books. That and my comic book store is currently closed at the moment, sadly, because of COVID, because someone got sick. So, yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to be behind for a little bit of time here. Um, But, man, I, come on. Come on. And it's got to be Johnny Blaze Ghostwriter, though. It can't be Robbie or anything like that. Johnny Blaze Ghost, the original Ghostwriter, Blade. Marvel, yes. make it happen. <laughs> oh, man. Well, David, man, we're, like I said, we're at the end of the show here. Do you have any final words for people at home? Oh, just stay healthy. Uh, stay safe and read a lot and watch a lot of stuff and have fun and and good luck everybody <laughs> because we need it. Oh, yeah, that's a hell of a way to say good luck. <laughs> like, that is the most <laughs> 2020 thing you could say because who knows this year what is next going to happen? We talked about aliens yeah. before we started recording, so who knows? It's only it's only June. The possibilities are endless, and it has been proved. We're going on chapter seven next month of this comic book movie, folks. And <laughs> then, <laughs> if, <laughs> oh, that sounded bad. Oh, that does not sound like a good future at all. Uh, and to all the fans out there, thank you guys for tuning in and stay classy, my fellow X Men. <laughs> <laughs>